we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-course, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake that ass up. Early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest, some special guests in the building this morning. Yes, sir. We got a brother G Herbo here. What's up, brother? And who you got with you, G Herbo? I got drinks, man. Drench. It's my little cousin. Drench. My blood cousin, man. What's going on? Feeling good. I'm good, bro. Well, first of all, happy birthday. You just celebrated. Happy belated. Thank happy you. Belated. Appreciate it, bro. And it's crazy because I thought I had, I thought I listened to Survivor's Remorse. Yeah. You and did. Then a you whole other goddamn you album dropped. <laughs> How like, this thing got to an hour and some change that fast? Yeah, man. Oh, man, I'm excited, man. I'm just happy to be here, bro. I'm I'm blessed, you know, to, to be able to put this project out. But it's it's more than just an album, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I really, I I feel it. Like, I just, I feel the, the universe and the energy, like, around it. Like, I really feel like it's a moment of triumph for me when I wasn't even trying to celebrate it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mm-hmm. went through so much recording this project and... Just so much in life, growing as a man, you know what I'm saying, and 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 this album is a complete reflection, a complete testament of who I am and how I've grown as a man, you know what I'm saying, right. and I feel it, you know, uh, paying off for me, you know what I'm saying. And 
I'm just trying to just just ride the wave of that. You feel what I'm saying? Not, it ain't about music or the internet or numbers or analytics. I'm just trying to ride the wave of feeling good. You know you what said, I'm saying? You said one part is survival, one part is remorse. Remorse. So it makes me wonder, like, how do you celebrate your wins while while still being haunted by like that past it's trauma? It's hard to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because and I always been that type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Like early and it's messed up to even feel like that and have to think like that man mm -hmm. growing up I, I started doing music when i was 16 years old you know what i'm saying i started making money at 16 he'd tell you he, you know what i'm saying like um i i wasn't able to you know grow into or or just reach my full potential because i'm always worried about what somebody else think or mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying what somebody else don't have or what i can't provide for somebody else because i always just been a person with a big heart it's not like that I had to do these things. I always wanted to just look out for everybody around me, mm -hmm. and I couldn't. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Survivors of Morrissey is 10 years later. You mm -hmm. feel what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to say, Charlamagne. I've never really been able to, like, celebrate my wins for real. And mm -hmm. and that's probably why I'm so humble, because I don't live in a, a moment. I don't live in a certain thing. I don't pat myself on the back. I just try to get better and be like, all right, it's cool. It's cool. You How you able saying? to do that now, though? Um, Now I'm able to do it because it's like, now it's like, it ain't even, It's this is what I gotta do. Like, now I'm just trying to turn my life into a routine for real. Like, mm -hmm. it ain't even just about, cause you you know, we'll get lost in it. Mm -hmm. shit, it's, it's so much fun doing what we doing, we young, we able to like party, do shows, club, do all this stuff every night, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's a routine. I had so much fun last night, I had to get up and be here right now, right, you right, know right. what I'm saying? Like, I can't really, I gotta just make sure my life is on point everywhere, you know what I'm saying? It'd be hard to explain, you feel what I'm saying? Because it's like, I can't get excited about none of this, you know, because I know it'll get taken away. I know at the end of the day, I gotta be serious about everything I'm doing, you feel me? And it's hard trying to balance that. That's really mm -hmm. like, all in all, it's survivors and morals. I can't even really have fun doing something that's really fun to me. My mm -hmm. life, I'm blessed. I'm supposed to be having fun every day, you feel what I'm saying? But I gotta balance it like, no, nah, it ain't fun, you feel me? Like, yeah, I was if tripping off. If you get what I'm saying. No, nah, I get it. I was tripping off the song Change because, you know, you talk about, like, your PTSD in regards to, I guess, the gun violence you saw as a yeah. youth, but how it still impacts you as an adult, getting your cars bulletproof because yeah. you're afraid for your kids. Like, I'm exactly. like, Lord, have mercy. Nah, for real. When I first played that song, Tiny was like, whoa. But the reality of it is real. Like, you know, I I believe in God. I'm cool. I be feeling like I'm good in a lot of senses. You're like, all right, man, I'm good. By any means, I know I'm going to do whatever necessary for me to get home. And that's making sure I am secure, my, you know what I'm saying, all that. But I think about that type of stuff. like, mm -hmm. And I don't even want to feel like I be having like wicked thoughts or dark thoughts and nothing mm -hmm. like that. But I really think about when I got my kids, somebody will try to hurt me. Or what if this happened, you feel what I'm saying? And I hate to think like that, but I got to because that's how I just make sure that everybody's safe. Mm -hmm. You also talk about in one of your songs, uh, you know, you're bigger than a lot of artists that have bigger records than you, that are supposed to be bigger hits. You have more fans, you have more money. Do you feel like a lot of times people don't necessarily, what's the word I'm looking for, respect you as you should be because of the, the, the groundwork that you put in, the fact yeah. that you have a, a huge fan base, you sell out all these concerts, but you don't have a number one record? Yeah, and it's, it's crazy, bro. And I don't really take it personal, but I, I know it, you feel what I'm saying? And I know this, it's a it's a popularity contest, you feel what I'm saying? It, it ain't real. And it's like, that don't mean I don't respect it. I respect the game. I love what I do, you feel I love the industry, but you got to understand, I know the industry don't love me back. And that's cool, you feel why, what I'm saying? Why do you think that? I feel like not even the industry don't love me back. I take that back. I take that back. It's, the industry is, you can't 
take nothing personal. You just got to mm-hmm. take the good with the bad, take mm-hmm. the punches and thug. Because what I mean by the industry don't love me back is, I know this industry will eat me alive. Mm-hmm. It'll swallow me whole. One bad thing, one mistake, mm-hmm. anything I do, just being a human being, I'm not perfect. So me just being myself, growing, I might make one mistake that just people don't like. And you would think it's over with, you would feel like it if you take it personally or you let your emotions or anything get in the way. And that's what like, have to do with like a hit record. I don't, people, I got fans, so I don't know what's a hit record or not. I'm just saying at the end of the day, the numbers never made me. And never, I never had to get here off of having a hit record or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I always felt like my lifestyle was bigger than my music for a lot, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times. And mm-hmm. that's why I just try to be solid, just stay a solid dude, because at the end of the day, if you just be solid, it don't matter what hiccups come with the, with the game or how long it take you to grow, you feel what I'm saying? I'm 27. It feel like I've been doing this for so long because it's been 10 years, but I was a kid. I ain't do nothing but just turn into a man in front uh-huh. of anybody's eyes, you feel me? So it's like, to me, it, it went like this, but at the end of the day, it took so long. So that's what I mean by, like, the industry don't love me, you feel what I'm saying? Because I know the world ain't fair, and I'm cool with that. If it makes you feel better, uh, radio don't know what a hit record is anymore. They don't. They don't. They <laughs> okay. don't. And that's the beauty of it now, though. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we don't even, we could just, I, I feel like, and that's, it's, it's perfect. I could just win off of being me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I learned that, though. Like, I had to grow into that. Like, it's cool. You could just be yourself now. And, like, people going to rock with you for just being you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it mm-hmm. took this, I, I didn't do, what's this, my third time doing the Breakfast Club? Mm-hmm. Third or fourth time, you feel what I'm saying? But. Every I could see y'all wherever we could be at the grocery store and y'all gonna stop to be like I mess I rock with her mm-hmm, you know we could mm-hmm. have a ten fifteen com- minute conversation just wherever we see each other y'all don't do that with everybody you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying definitely not I just I try to be you, solid always, and build my relationship I you know every time it. I stop we give each other hugs wherever we at you feel yeah. me it's like I don't feel like that I with everybody about, you know? <laughs> and that's what's gonna keep you like that's what's gonna give you longevity in it, in this industry it ain't about the music it's about just building how did everybody. you end up at republic because you know that's a, a newer situation for you yeah. so what made you decide to do that deal i love republic um i love republic you know shouts out to everybody at republic um and for me it always been about partnerships anyway you know um and i, I always you know I, I always felt like republic was like the, the top label in the industry anyway you know what i'm saying when it comes to like Partnerships. I've, I've been independent the whole time. I own everything. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's that's the thing. It's like you got to understand with dealing with other companies and other, you know, what I'm saying labels. You gonna have to be in a little bit, you know. And it ain't it don't have to do with like money or anything like that. It's about I had to follow their structure. They made me push my album back. I was upset. I ain't gonna lie. I was I mad when they made me push back. my album I'm back. Like, you feel happened? me? But for what? What's the reason for? What was the reason they tell you to push albums back nowadays? Because they 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 so they tell me they want to give me the full. You know what I'm saying? Look, well I could just have I could I could capitalize off of everything that they could do for me. You know what I'm saying? They like all right, I'll put I'm gonna put we gonna put the fuel on it. We gonna do this. We gonna do that. You know. But at the end of the day, me betting on myself, I always feel like. These was my plan. This is what I want to do. A, mm-hmm. B, C. I want to, these, when I want to drop, how I want to drop it, these videos, I want to do these media outlets, these platforms. I already have my rollout in my head two months before I even drop. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? But with having that, and then they tell you, all right, now I'll do it this way, you got to still just swallow it and be like, all right, it's cool. We're going to work together. You feel what I'm saying? It's, it's strategic. I don't so. mind doing that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I like about Republic. Well, you know, it's strategic. Everything they, go, is, is they want I, the best for you. I don't mind listening. That's what it traffic. is. you know. And I learned that, like, being mm-hmm. stubborn, working with other people. Like, no, nah, you don't want to do this. And you think somebody not really believing in you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they really are. You know, and they just want you to listen. And I learned that. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just having people around me just like, no, nah, I bet you could just. 
rock out a little bit, just right, a little right. game a little bit. You feel me? Nah, but being on, being cool on the other that. side, you, you understand more. You understand like there might be traffic, it might be an artist. It might like, be nah, traffic. We know you can get a number one record. Exactly. We know you can hit this. So let's just wait a week where there's no traffic, where yeah. there's nobody in your way. But where, being an artist, you be mad. Certain days be special to mm -hmm. you. Like nah, yeah. you feel, it wasn't even about dropping on my birthday. I wanted to drop before my birthday. You feel me? Like, and it's so crazy. I ain't even. I didn't even care about celebrating my birthday. I just wanted to, my album to be out. You feel me? So. I, I still, you know, I, I listened to them when they told me to push it back, and it, it all worked out for me. Was it Juice on Republic? Uh, no, Juice in the scope. Oh, in the scope. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Now I was gonna ask you. You know, you, you had two kids, and I, and I've been seeing your video of your uh, yeah. of your kids beating you up, three and nine, some three punching three in your nine, face, three all together. That's right. I was gonna <laughs> ask. You know, how has that changed you? Uh, that's my. I always say like my happiest. The happiest I'm gonna ever be is just hanging with my kids. You know what I'm saying? Especially when I got all three of them in the house together, man. It's it's perfect, you feel what I'm saying? And your son, when, the only thing, you know, I'm thinking as I'm walking here for real, like, and I, I knew y'all was gonna ask me something about my kids, and the main, the reason why I go so hard and why it's so important because the time that I spend away from my kids gotta mean something, man. You feel That's what I'm real, saying? Real. Like, I'm really sacrificing time away from my kids, not seeing them for this, you feel me? So it gotta mean something, it gotta, it gotta work. You know, it got to work for me. It got to work for them because that's the foundation that I'm laying. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And my kids don't know they daddy G Herbo for real. Like, he'll sign, though, because everybody, you know, we'll be walking or in the airport or something, and people will be like, hey, yo, son, hey. You like, He's a celebrity. How do you know my name? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like, he five. He mm -hmm. don't really understand. He asks me now, like, daddy, am I famous? You know, and I'll be like, I be wanting to tell him no, but then I be like, you feel me? But I then mean, I be like, yeah. You put some on my body, some more yeah, jewelry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's different, man. Like, just having them around other kids and stuff, you know, they treat them like a celebrity. But it's like, I'm saying that to say, like, I want all my kids to have foundation, balance, you feel me? So it got to mean something. Me moving fast, I'll be on the road so much and worry about money. And you you don't even you don't even realize you really raising your kids a certain way. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't want my kids to right, grow up how I grew up for one, but I don't want to grow up just like an industry kid or like, you know what I'm saying? I, I want my kid to grow up regular, man. I want him to just have his innocence. You feel me? That Absolutely. charismatic and freedom to just be them, all my kids, you feel what I'm saying? And that's important. So, And I always used to say that I, I got to go hard where I, I could have the freedom to take a year off for real, like mm -hmm. a real year to just travel and be with my family. You know what I'm saying? Like I always been wanted to be that type of, type of artist to have that because I feel like I ain't gonna be able to raise my kids right if I'm just right. focused on. Your son's on the so album much. too. Does he yeah, understand? He the album, does he understand that? What yeah. did, how did he react he when he was, heard he it? He was uh, he called me on Facetime. Look, he called me first. He like, Daddy, it's your birthday. I'm like, Yeah, it's my birthday. He <laughs> said, I, I didn't miss it. I said, No. He said, I was so scared I was gonna miss your birthday. It just dropped. Your birthday just dropped. But he talking about the album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your birthday just came out, and he was um he listening to the song. He was listening to um, fucking me on the um. On the uh, TV, and mm -hmm. he turned around like it's just crazy that he really understand it. You feel what I'm saying? Like he's seeing it now. He a fan of the music. You feel he don't just listen to my music. You feel he just a fan of music and the culture. You know what I'm saying? But I gotta. That's like I I noticed that, and that's why I don't, I don't what my kids. I just let them I, how I grew up. That's why I'm so smart now. I was exposed to so much. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you gotta still expose your kids to things so we could learn. Like I feel like that's knowledge that my son growing, and I'm just be able to like polish it all up just by talking to them. You know, I'm going to be honest with all my kids, you feel what I'm saying? And that's how they going to have that structure, that foundation, because that's how I got it. My parents was just honest with me, brutally honest. We saw you in a protective father mode. When was that? When you, you was out with your child and somebody 
Yeah, he was being uh, a little too pushy. Yeah, yeah, the, the crew league, the crew league joint. I just yeah. be trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm cool, I'm friendly. You feel what I'm saying? But I would just be trying to like, it ain't really that, you know? Because a lot of times people be trying to go viral, and I was mm-hmm. stopping it right then because had it been something that would have offended me, it would have went all the way to a whole nother level. So I, people thought I was, I was joking, but I wasn't really, I wasn't mad, and then I was just showing them like, don't play. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like. Especially when you with your kids. Absolutely. absolutely. You can't right. even play while I'm with nobody that I care about, you feel especially my kids. So I just wanted to just let, like, just draw that line right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you talked about wanting to maybe take a year off, if you felt like it, and be able to take a break. But last year, I know you went through a lot. So yeah. how was it for you to be able to get back to work? And how did you deal during that time? Um, It was a lot. I ain't going And I went to a real slump, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't even... I, I would say it was depression, but I, you know, like I, like we were saying another day, we wouldn't mm-hmm. call it depression. We'd think mm-hmm. that you know it's cool, like all right, it's just a tough patch of mm-hmm. my life. But really being depressed, I, when I when my little brother died, I went literally like out of the whole year. I probably out of a year, I don't even think I had a, a whole month sober. Like I'm in total days, like I was drinking literally every day. I wake up drinking. I'm drinking, going to work, doing interviews. And it's not like, I ain't never really, uh, uh, besides having fun, ain't nobody never see me at no interview like, oh, Herbert drunk, yeah, alcoholic, he can't work. I was stugging through it. I just went through it, you feel what I'm saying? And it was hard. It's tough to, you know, go through that and 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 be honest with yourself. I'm knowing every day, like, man, I'm drinking too much. You feel me? You know how that feel to be like, mm-hmm. I'm drinking. You feeling like you an alcoholic, but you still drinking just because you want to be able to get through the day. You feel what I'm saying? And it was tough, you know, and. I got discipline at the end of the day, and that's crazy. I got a discipline. I have addictive personality where I can snap out of something so quick and snap in so quick. You feel what I'm saying? When I'm when I want to do something, it's cool. Can't nobody tell me nothing. My girl, my mama, everybody. I'm like, I'm just drinking. You feel what I'm saying? Because I was depressed and I felt like I had to go through it a certain way on my own. You feel me? Even though I got everybody around me trying to help me and push me through this, you know how I go when you're stubborn. You feel what I'm saying? And can't nobody. I don't have to listen to nobody. You feel me? I got my own money, my own career, my own mm-hmm. cause. I'm just doing what I want to do. But at the end of the day, it's taking away so much. You feel me? Like when my daughter was, and, and we we joke about it now. When my daughter was born, bro, I was I was drunk in the delivery room, mm-hmm. sleep drunk, mm-hmm. because I'm excited, I'm nervous, but it's just life going at me. So I really went into a real depression when my little brother got killed. You feel me? Like, How'd you get out of it though? Like I. I'm still in it, probably. Just, yeah, I'm still in it, but yeah. like I said, I just snap out because I know I'm like, man, I can't keep drinking like this. You feel what I'm saying? I can't keep. I just got to snap out of it, you know, and it's crazy. As soon as my daughter was born, I started to get a little more discipline. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just a little more, and that's all you need, just mm-hmm. a little more to just be better tomorrow than you was. You feel what I'm saying? The day before. I'm still battling with it for sure, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I'm not, I'm cool, you feel me? You had two sons first, and so yeah. how is having a daughter different now? It's so different, like, and I be saying, I be joking a lot. It's like I, I feel like I'm scared of my daughter. She only four months. Yeah, <laughs> like, I got four of them, so it's, it's only gonna get worse. Yeah, it's like as soon as I had her, it was just everything about her so delicate. You know, you afraid. Well, my sons, I just it's it's cool. I'm afraid to hold her a certain way. Soon mm-hmm. she started crying, I'm scared. Like, huh? Fix it. Like, <laughs> I just don't want her to cry. You know what I'm saying? And that's crazy. That just know like, that's how I know our relationship gonna be. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you know, having kids, I, I they personality like develop instantly. Mm-hmm. I already know how my kids gonna act right now. You feel what I'm saying? So, well, her having a daughter is like, I just want to do whatever she need. You feel me? Like, whatever she want me to do, I'm gonna do it. You know what? Mm-hmm. 
and I could I could just tell just by the relationship that we got already. She's sassy, like she 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 worse than her mama. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Like she's super sassy. She'll control you. She gonna control me. That's right. I can't wait. I just want to do whatever <laughs> she tells me. <laughs> why, why why was it important for you to like start showing the world your scars and your trauma? Um, you know it was important for me because I felt like. I was helping other people that's like me, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's like, that's a fault too, you know, that's one of my flaws, because I actually want people to think like me, you feel what I'm saying? Like, people don't really, like, say for instance, I was an OG, where I come from, well, nobody be really giving me the sauce and pouring all the knowledge and everything that they mm. have into me for me to be better than them. I really want everybody around me to be better. Sometimes mm. they think I'm tweaking, like, you preaching to me, you want me to do this, or, you know, sometimes you don't even want to open up and tell people, because... They, and it, it hurts you, like, I'm trying to give you the game. I'm trying to give you the sauce, you feel me? Like, that's something that's always been important mm -hmm. for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and I be trying to get into the, the groove of just, like, being regular, you feel me? Like, and I don't know how to, I don't know how to, like, not be myself, you feel mm -hmm. me? Like. That's the thing with being an artist, being a rapper, they think that we we perfect for real. Like mm -hmm. We supposed to like, oh yeah, her supposed to pop out every day and be this way. He supposed to have a hundred niggas with him. He supposed to have all his jury on. He supposed to have this, he supposed to be this. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Music, I'm just trying to be myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't really go in the studio and be like, I need to make a song to make me turn up or I need to look good for my fans or you know, I'm just trying to just get through the day for real. You feel what I'm saying? And, and that's why it's easy for me to just open up and be vulnerable with my music. Sometimes I don't even want it to, you feel mm -hmm. me? Because I don't, I don't take nothing personal. People take it personal. Like Sometimes my music, I might be talking about something that I went through with my mom. My mm -hmm. mom ain't finna get offended that I said something, that, you know what I'm saying? Like Other people might get offended about something you're saying, but at the end of the day, it's a form of therapy for me. Right. I go to the studio and sometimes I know the song ain't even finna come out, but I just want to get it off my chest, mm -hmm. you feel me? Like, I just be wanting to say certain things, you know, and I, I know... With me, with me doing that, people who look up to me like, all right, they get it. You feel what I'm saying? They, they, they get it. Like, all right, her, he going through this, so he talking about this this way. And like, um, we was just at the uh, the mental health expo, and Anthony Hamilton said like, everybody don't got the same story, but we relate in a lot of ways. We mm -hmm. go through the same things. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why I be trying to do it because I know if I just let it all out there, it's gonna help somebody in some type of way, cause somebody gonna relate to it, you feel me? It ain't even about me, bro, I promise. Mm -hmm. I don't be trying to make music to make nobody look at me or think about me a certain way. I just be trying to get it out to not only help myself, cause it helped me, bro, I promise. Like, mm -hmm. after I drop my album, and I don't even, I ain't, I ain't even wanna say this, you feel what I'm saying? But it's just, like, the mu it, it's different. I didn't put so much into it, but when the first ASAD dropped, it was just me and Nick in the studio, me and my engineer. And I cried tears, because it ain't about the music. It's like, no, I really hear I did something. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I, I completed something that I was trying to complete while I was going through a lot of stuff. You feel me? Like, that's what was important to me. And that's why I'm going to talk about it through my music, because I want people to know, like, I'm human, bro. And you should, man. You know, it's so interesting. It's like, you know, you, you were at the Mental Wealth Expo this weekend. I thank you for, you know, pulling up, because when you see those young people in the audience, it's one thing to hear me talking about things or hear all of those, like, you know, psychiatrists and therapists talking about yeah. things, but when they see G Herbal, yeah. twenty something years old, successful rapper, just bearing it all and letting people know, like, yo, you go through things too, that makes them want to get on their healing journey super early. Yeah, make you want to turn up. That's like, right. Man, I can't be sitting in here just depressed, drowning in my thoughts. You feel what I'm saying? Because 
Or smoking it away, drinking it away. Smoking it away, you feel me? Because it's easy to do that, but at the end of the day, it's even better when you just, like, you take that and Mm -hmm. turn it in fuel and get on your grind and Mm -hmm. make you, like, appreciate the pain and make you appreciate the journey and what you've been through, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That's why I'll be wanting to do it. And you have the nonprofit too, right? Yeah, Swerving Through Stress. Swerving. All right, so what's going on with that? Because so, I know that's stress. important to you. Yeah, super important. Uh, Swerving Through Stress. I partner with um, my homie McKinley, uh, Project Swish, uh, back in Chicago. Where, you know, it's Project Swish started with um, my homie. He is like basketball. He in the, in the trenches, like the inner city, the dangerous neighborhoods. He got real basketball programs where kids able to go like tournaments like whatever you feel like he's so turned with it Obama just called his phone like it's whole different but I'm saying that to say like I partner with bro uh swerving through stress for me it started I was it was supposed to be like a mental health hotline you know we just started to get a number to like 100 kids 150 kids but when we launched it it probably was like what like five ten thousand people signed up for it instantly so I knew like all right it's it's for real you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying and, um we got the facility, we own the facility back at home, and we about to really have, like, therapists there, like, five days a week, you feel what I'm saying? Like, arts, engineering, um, videography, trade, swerving through stresses, being able to navigate, you know what I'm saying, through life, and we giving you the tools to be able to do that, you feel what I'm saying? Because we're not saying it's going to be easy. Life is going to be hard, it's going to be tough, but at least we're going to give you the resources to be able to, you know what I'm saying, take it and, and build something from it. You feel what I'm saying? It's hard when you're going through stuff and you don't have no opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, when it, it's tough when you in the tr- in the streets, you don't got no food, no f- no family, no nothing. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's hard when you have that and then you have nothing to look forward to. We're going to give y'all something to look forward to. You feel me? And all I'm, right. I'm going to do my all to bring resources back, you know what I'm saying, to, to Chicago. You feel me? And um, How early on did you arrive at the place where you wanted to start your healing process? Uh, Probably, like... I, I think I really started for real probably around like when my son was first born, when your son was born, like 2018. Mm. Um, I was going through something. I was fighting a case in Chicago, you know. And, I, and that was like COVID for me for real. When I was fighting that gun case in Chicago, I couldn't move. I couldn't travel. I ain't do no shows for a year, like nothing. And behind the scenes, it was real, real stressful. Ain't nobody really know nothing that I was going through, like right before COVID hit. As soon as I, I beat the case and I was able to travel, I probably was able to do shows for like two or three months and COVID hit. And it was like, really, I didn't have did like two years without mm-hmm. nothing. You feel what I'm saying? Um, it was fucking your money up? Yeah, a lot. Cool. I was yeah. so much money. Hell yeah. And I paying was, for lawyers. Man, I was paying for everything. I'm still, my lifestyle didn't downgrade. It was just, <laughs> I just wasn't making a lot of money. You feel me? Um, Did you have good savings or something? Like, how was yeah, you? Okay, yeah, okay. I was definitely saving my money. I was still. Make it, and that's the create residual. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I always been making money, but I never, I wasn't making show money. I wasn't making ancillary money, but mm-hmm. I was always making residual money. You feel what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it was still tough because I still got to pay employees. I got to still pay my bills. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm? I still got to pay security, be safe. I'm still doing all the things necessary to remain G Herbo while I'm under behind the scenes. I'm going through so much. My fans ain't know I couldn't do no shows. My fans ain't know I couldn't see them. Nothing. I didn't do a show for it. Y'all couldn't leave Chicago. I was stressed out. You know how that is? Me being G Herbo stuck in Chicago for a year, that was stressful, bro. You probably got people around you like, man, we about to go rob. Man, that shit was like a dark cloud over me, bro. I didn't want to be there at all, but I had to. You feel what I'm saying? And I went through it, though. It was cool. You feel like me and my girl was at the worst. Like, we was, I was so mad. I was depressed. I couldn't do nothing but just be stuck in Chicago. You feel Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That was tough, but I'm saying that to say, and I'm, I'm glad people could hear me saying that because. 
it's always light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And being an art, you would just get it'll make you mad at going to a slump. Like you feel me? A lot of people can't really survive going through a whole year not seeing your fans doing no shows or dropping no music. I wasn't dropping music either. Really, two years now. You, yeah. you break it down like that because you said COVID was yeah, right after COVID that. Yeah, COVID hit right after. You feel what I'm saying? And, and that just it really just built character. I, I, I was like my discipline was on a whole nother level after that. And I knew like I could just lock in like. Whenever I want to, whenever I really want to lock in and do something, that's why it's easy for me to like. I ain't even gonna say easy. It's just I'm able to. I'm able to stop drinking when I want, stop smoking. You feel what I'm saying? Even when I go into these slumps and you know just be mentally in my thoughts, I could snap out of it right there. Cause was you like, able to record though I, during all that time? You, that's all I was, was doing was recording. Thing? That's <laughs> all I was doing was recording music, and I just came up with that's so many we got songs. So much music now. Yeah, that's all I was doing was recording music that whole time. Literally, some of them, some of them songs I recorded then, like still songs that I'm putting out to this day. Mm-hmm. For real. You think that people don't respect the Chicago music scene the way that they should? You know, um, I was I was just at that Chella's birthday party, my girl Chella, yeah. and I seen Sasha Gohar was there, Katie got bands, yeah. you know, you was there. Yeah. Um, but you guys have a lot of great artists, but Charlemagne, you guys gonna have this discussion about the whole Chief Keef thing that went viral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what are your thoughts on that? You think people aren't giving you guys the credit? Um and you know what? It's about accountability too. I don't. I, I'm not even gonna say people not giving us the credit. We not. We not really like laying our mark the way we supposed to. You feel what I'm saying? I'm just saying that because I feel like we just need to unify more. Like, mm-hmm. Chicago, that's what we need. Unity. You feel me? And that's what make other cities stick out. You know, like even New York. New York probably not like people. They say like New York not really unified when it comes, but it is. You feel me? Like you can really see. Five, ten artists from New York on stage together, in a studio together. You probably a him on one song. Mm-hmm. You're not really going to hear that in Chicago, you feel what I'm saying? Men or women, you know? And and I ain't even going to say that we don't get the respect because people see it. They just waiting on us to go crazy. Like, mm-hmm. Katie got a song with Nicki Minaj right now, you feel We always had the respect that we deserve, but we just got to, like, own it, you feel what I'm saying? And I think that's what we missing, you know? We just get too caught up in ourselves from Chicago, you feel me? Like, that's what we need, the unity. If we just own it and swag up, like even me personally, like I feel like I'm my best artist when I'm confident, you know, mm-hmm. but that I gotta be not going, when I'm going through stuff personally, it's hard for me to just think about being a rapper, you feel me? Cause I'm really going through stuff, you know, and I ain't trying to like smile through it a lot of times, you feel me? Or just be like, being an artist, you gotta be confident, you gotta be cocky, but it's hard to be cocky and confident when you are really going through something personally where you don't want to. like. I can't fly. I ain't gonna never. I ain't never not had money or not had mm-hmm. things to be confident and cocky. But mm-hmm. that's just not my character. That's just mm-hmm. not me. You feel what I'm saying? So I gotta snap into something mentally to even be a rapper or feel like a rapper. You feel what I'm saying? And, and that just come from trauma. And I feel like a lot of people from Chicago go through that. Men, women. You feel me? So I think that's what we missing. You know. And, I feel like I Chicago's said, always gotten their credit music wise. Yeah, I've never looked at Chicago. We always got our yeah. credit. Like. Reese always got his, he had Drake record, Rick Ross record, mm. Dirt, all, everybody Kanye always West. had, yay, like everybody, Common, always, Crucial Conflict, I don't like, you feel what I'm like everybody from our generation to the generation before we always got our flowers in Chicago, you know, I just feel like we never really capitalized off of it because we not together, we need to really get united, you feel me, like, mm-hmm. How does something like that happen? I don't know. I I really don't know, man. What you think, JB? You gotta tell me, man. You be you be you be spitting that knowledge when you yeah, say stuff put, like come that. Come on, JB. Um, I don't know. I think I think what we really need to I, I to unify is I, I think OGs. We, yeah, we I need think we, we need, need OGs I think we need to speak. better execs. You know, I think that, yeah, uh, exactly. a, a lot of times uh, 
these kids go on their own and they uh they hard because of the trauma it's hard for them to trust you know so mm. it's like i've been around herb mick and i since he's been 15 and around all the guys since they've been 15 so i've seen them grow but i think the difference in what herb has is that he has execs that have been around the business that can help him that can coach him and let him see what he needs to actually see in order for him to grow and i think that as we continue to do that with all these kids and more execs come along i think that you will begin to see how we can grow as a community in the business i mean we're extremely successful as an independent label we've done deals that nobody has done you know in these buildings and we'll continue to do that but it's how do we continue to share and spread the knowledge yeah. for these kids to grow so i think that as the executives get better and we learn better then we can lead better and you know take yeah. these kids to the next level so I that's, that's what and, i think you know and with like to chime in on what he's saying with like execs or just building bosses under you you feel what i'm saying like turning us into execs and bosses because it's it's hard, like with trust it's hard to trust each other it's hard to unify like say for example if we want to put a tour together with all the artists the first thing we're gonna say is where the money going who you know what i'm saying we got to learn how to already protect ourselves mm -hmm. financially mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying in the business and everything so we could really unify and get the money together you know what i'm saying it ain't no big as a little use ain't nobody thinking about how we gonna get money together because mm -hmm. we gonna get money together and it's gonna make sense you feel me like it got to be that simple. And that's your cousin, but he, that's your artist too, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah I mean, and the last time I saw that from Chicago was when Dirk was up here with Vaughn. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just Vaughn sitting in on the interview, like people was like, oh, shoot, that's Vaughn. They were happy to see that. Yeah, you know what no, I mean? for sure. And especially in the city, it's a win, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Because people know where we come from, you know, you know what it takes to be able to to be here myself personally and for me like people don't know his story he was just arrested he was fighting four homicides he was fighting a quadruple homicide he was in the county for three years he didn't even think he'd be here right now you know what i'm saying like but we kept faith we believe in god you know what i'm saying like and i knew me personally i promise like i always you know how you just feel from the day he got arrested i'm like man he gonna be back you know mm -hmm. he gonna be right here with me and we gonna really do this the right way you know what i'm saying and, and that's what's important to me, you feel me? That's what I'm trying to show the world, you know? Like, you don't know what a person's story is, or you know, you just gotta always believe that throughout your journey, you gonna be successful and you gonna fulfill your destiny in life, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the that's the stuff I be trying to like tap into and that's what I be wanting to preach because the music is easy. The, the, the more I mature and I become the best version of myself, music, I'm gonna be able to do that with my eyes closed. I'm gonna be able to wrap circles around whoever as long as I'm the best version of myself though. Now let's have the Chief Keith convo because I think what people got yeah, misconstrued. That, <laughs> I never said Chief Keith wasn't influential. Yeah, I said that the four. I know exactly what you said. Though, yeah, I said finish. the four most influential rappers of all time is Pac, Jay, Wayne, and Kanye. Yeah. and then Nyla was like, "Well, you got to put Chief Keith in there." And I was like, "Why well, wouldn't put Chief Keith in that four? Because Chief Keith influenced the sound in a region." Mm -hmm. Not saying he's not influential. I just don't yeah. think he's one of the four most influential rappers of all time. Yeah. No. See, look, and we we both got confused with that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I meant when I was saying it. It's the, a sound. He influenced a sound and a generation of kids that it even like, and even though Sosa is a, a global superstar, but even if he wasn't just what he did and how he touched so many people and turned them into global superstars, that's what I meant. Like, you, his influence is crazy. You know like he's he, never done an overseas show? Never. That's because crazy. I don't think he can leave or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Sosa ain't performed in Chicago in like eight years. 
He could sell out two United Centers right now. I know he will. If he came back to Chicago, it'll be crazy. Like, people got to understand he that big with still, like, everything. Like, I'm saying hiccups, the stuff that you go through behind the scenes, mm -hmm. and you just make it look good. You feel what I'm saying? Like, a lot of us not really able to reach our full potential because we go through so much. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't, I can't tell you personally what he going through or what he may went through, why he not able to go tour out the country. You know what I'm saying? I can't go tour out the country right now. You feel what I'm saying? But I'm just saying that to say you don't know what nobody going through behind the scenes. And you just trying to, like, be the best version of yourself. But I ain't going to lie. I like, I, I, I respect you, bro. You always been just solid. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's hard to recognize solid people that's just like gonna speak their mind. You know, and it start a conversation. It start controversy because it make you think. Solid people gonna say stuff that make other people think. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And like, we need it. But you see how you see it generationally though. You see how. Clearly, he influenced the whole generation. Because yeah, you had a yeah. whole generation being like, no, that's our guy. <laughs> what? You know everybody. what I mean? Shit was trending for three days. It broke the internet. It broke Word. the internet, bro. <laughs> Sosa made everybody get dreads. He made everybody rock true religion. Like, mm -hmm. it was different. He had, like, a different... He had that Kanye effect on our generation, mm -hmm. for real. But Wayne will say he caused the whole generation to get dressed. And he will, and he will and 2 chains will say, I caused the whole generation to start wearing true religion. Yeah. Or Jim Jones, you know what I mean? But I seen it, though. I ain't gonna lie, Wayne did do that. Like, he started making street dudes. I seen, like, real street dudes start getting, like, lip pierces when Wayne did that in Chicago. I don't know. That was unheard of. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you have a relationship with Wayne? I know he's your favorite. Yeah, he my favorite, like, all the time, for real. But um, That's why I said he's one of the foremost influencers? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, I hollered at him a few times. I be hollering at him, like, you know what I'm saying, yeah, now and then. But I really just, I got to connect for real, for real with him. Though. Yeah, we close to getting something. Man, I, nah, I really got to get with him for mm -hmm. real. Like, that's when I really, I'm going to feel like I made it when I get that. No, no lie, I ain't going to lie. When I get a song with Wayne, just me and Wayne in mm -hmm. the studio working, I'm going to really feel like it's that. Speaking of another Chicago artist that has inspired a whole generation, Juice World. Yeah. How hard was it to write uh, Letter to Juice World? Um, again, I was one of them days just in the studio drinking. When I when I'm vulnerable and I open up, I gotta be by myself for real. Like especially when I'm talking about real stuff. Like I, I it just be like me and my engineer. And, you know, it was like late, and the song came on, and it just, I just started to think about. It. I'm like, man, I'm finna just make this song about juice and see if I could do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I challenge myself, it was like, I wanted to do auto-tune, you know, I was just, just in my thoughts for real, like, that's why at the end, I just started talking, like, I really felt like I was talking to him for real, you know what I'm saying? Um, juice, that's like, I, it be still, like, it don't really hit home all the time, like, trying to just, you know, face the reality of him not really being alive. That's one person I feel like I really been in denial about him mm -hmm. being dead since, you know what I'm saying, since it happened. It be hard, you feel me? Like to acknowledge, it, especially when you got to see his face all the time. You got to hear his music. You know all what I'm right. saying? Mm -hmm. It be hard to really like acknowledge it. You know what I'm saying? So I guess me making that song was just like trying to holler at him. You feel what I'm saying? You and you said uh, I miss your soul, made my heart cold, but now, now I'm, I'm hot at you. Yeah. Like describe those range of emotions. Man, it made me mad, bro. Like for real. Like that's somebody that I I, I couldn't fathom him not being here. You know what I'm saying? Like, him not. His journey, it was so, the upscale was just so big for him. It just, it ain't even about music, just him being a real pure, that was a real pure soul for real, mm -hmm. bro. Like a real good dude, you know what I'm saying? Like we ain't supposed to lose nobody like him, you feel what I'm yeah. saying? Like the world really needed little bro, you know, and that's what I meant by that. Like really, he know, like we used to have the conversation right now, he know I'm real mad about, you know what I'm saying, about that. What do you think, just, just the way it happened? Or? Yeah, the way it happened, just him not being here, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, or, like, 
what I mean is fighting his demons alone. He ain't have to do that, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. And we would think, you know, like I said, we artists, we on the road, we having fun, we making money. You would think getting high like it's normal, you know, mm-hmm. people, we be smiling, we go through, we smiling, still laughing, acting regular. Getting high, you would think somebody getting high because they just want to get high. Nigga really getting high because he really like hurt, you know what I'm saying? Like really going through something where he needed, you feel me? Like, you ain't, a lot of people ain't never really been to the point. Some people like get high to just be cool. Some people really need it for real. Like, mm-hmm. it's, and, and I be saying it a lot, like to myself, you don't know, it's, uh, it's a person who going through something, it's gonna be the toughest when they in a room by themselves. Mm-hmm. It's cool for me to smile and hang out with y'all while I'm here, we chilling, you know what I'm saying? But when I'm in a room by myself, that's when I'm in my thoughts. You feel me? So I feel like that's a dangerous type of person, a dangerous person to be, to take on so much. And when they get by themselves in the room and they thoughts, that's when you know, like, who a person is for real. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what I mean. Like, he ain't have to be that person. You feel me? He had too many people around him that loved him well, you know? And I just want to open up and say that because I know now, like, I ain't going through nothing by myself. You feel me? It's mm-hmm. just, it is what it is. I don't care. People could look at me crazy or whatever. Like, I'm just gonna open up about what I'm going through because I can't go through. Nothing. I, I, I it's too many people that depend on me mm-hmm. for me to feel like I'm alone. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a build the support around me before I feel like I'm alone. Yeah, I saw you say that in Complex. You talked about your depression and you say you don't even know the support that you have until you open up and say something. But I'm like, damn, Juice World was super open in his music. Like yeah. you could listen to Juice's music and he was telling you he was going through things. So like nobody reached out or like. Um, I mean. Yeah, I, I used to talk to Blibro all the time about, like, and, it, and it'd be, like, even, like, not too personal, like, the smallest thing, bro. Mm-hmm. Some somebody going through with their girl or wanting to have a conversation with their mom or their friend or anybody, you know, mm-hmm. just the pressure of having so many people around you all the time, you feel me? Like, those be the little things that really drive people off the ledge. Mm-hmm. It don't even really be, like, the super, super deep shit. It's every day that you're not really able to open up and say, what it is, because the people around you, you supposed to be able to open up to them too. If I'm mm-hmm. around you every single day, you feel me? Like, I'm supposed to be able to talk to you, you know, like entourage, whatever. You my homie, like, I'm supposed to be, you supposed to be on what I'm on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like as artists, we, we like ignore that, you feel me? Like, and then we be thinking, like, all right, it's cool, we just getting high, we having fun, and it just pick up, like, it take a toll on you, bro, like, you feel what I'm saying? I could just be moving on the go, on the run so much, and then, just me being tired, you know what I'm saying? They could faint, pass out, anything, mm-hmm. just not not saying I'm tired, you feel me? Like, we need to be able to say, sometimes, like, as an artist, you don't even want to say you tired. Word you know? up. I'm tired, man. Word I up. need to go to sleep for a whole day, you feel me? Like, we need that. Everybody around got to know, like, I'm on what he on, and he on what I'm on, period. Absolutely. My man David McCullough, he said at the Mental Wealth Expo Saturday, he said, uh, how many of y'all wake up and don't feel rested? I'm like, damn. No, I never real. even that's thought cra- about yeah. it. Like, yo, you that's wake crazy. up and don't even, you still don't feel rested. That's crazy. Because you can't even turn your mind off. It get like that, bro. And then it's like, especially people like us, because we 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 got to like, it ain't like we going to work a regular nine to five. Mm-hmm. Like we got to be charismatic. We got to hold conversations mm-hmm. with people all the time. You know what I'm saying? And, and you don't know where a lot of our minds be. A lot of our minds be other places. And we got to snap in and just being able to have a regular conversation with people. You feel what I'm saying? So. You gotta really like salute the people who just out here functioning. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it'd be the small. I just respect people who able to get through the day. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Successfully. You feel me? Like tilt your head off to those people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's get into a joint off the album. What you wanna hear? Uh, what I wanna hear? Man. I wanna hear "Pay" with Essence, man. That's okay. one of my favorites on the A side. 
Well, the album is out today. Hey, Make sure you get more. it. A sad, B sad, survivors of Morris out now, man. It's G Herbo. Yes, sir. It's G Herbo. Let's get it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year, Las Culturistas, with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with... Dua Lipa! The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening.